0: Check, check, check. Mic check, mic check. What's going on, everybody? This is CJ, one half of the Who Am I podcast here with the first episode of What Do I Know? Basically, just talking about different things going on in hip-hop, hip-hop culture, talking about new music, talking about the topics that are dominating the headlines at the time, and just giving my opinion. Uh, It's been a year since the last Who Am I podcast Uh, episode and I still get people asking me like oh man what's what new music drop or hey what you think about this album or hey what you think about this topic and I just I've never lost my passion for talking about these things or giving my opinion on it so I figure until we decide we want to pick it back up again I just do a little off kind of a spin-off type of show that just Gives my opinion on it, but uh, given the same kind of precursor that Who Am I gave is just, what do I know? You know, these are just my thoughts, my opinions, but everybody has their own thoughts. Everybody has their opinions, but hopefully I can offer something, I could add something to the conversation that you, you might hear and say, oh man, I didn't even think about it like that. Or I wasn't, uh, I didn't know about that. Or maybe I can bring new artists to your attention or new music to your attention that you wouldn't have listened to. Uh, because a lot of People, uh, when I talk to them, I'll be like, hey, did you listen to this album? Like, oh, I didn't even know that dropped. So uh, just being kind of that focal point to just point out good music probably won't put too much emphasis on music that I don't really care for. But if it's a big enough artist or a big enough drop uh, that I feel like needs a dissection or some type of uh, commentary, then I'll do that. But you let me know, let me know in the comments, let me know what you all think, let me know if you want to hear about anything specific, it's been a year, so a lot of music has dropped, a lot has happened, so if you want me to revisit anything uh, from this past year, then you know, just let me know in the comments, let me know, shoot me a DM, shoot me a text if you know me, but uh, I'm back, hopefully I will drop these once a week, and I think no better way to start it no better way to get back into it with one of the biggest drops of the year and Drake and 21 Savage with her loss um it is a joint album you know it's the first joint album that Drake has been a part of since uh what a time to be alive with Future uh 21 I believe he had the joint album with uh Offset if I'm not mistaken um and then he has the joint albums quote unquote with Metro Boomin <clears throat> but Really, I feel like this is a Drake album, or this album feels like Drake featuring 21 Savage. And that's no shot, that's no disrespect to 21, but you can definitely see Drake's handprint, Drake's influence on it a lot more than you can see uh, 21 Savage's. And I guess you can kind of expect that, right? Drake is the artist. He is the... uh, you know, at the forefront when it comes to hip hop, when it comes to pop music, when it comes to music in general, uh, Drake is that guy. So uh, him and 21 Savage, when you're talking about taking a lead, of course, it's going to be Drake. Whereas though uh, Future, when they did What a Time to Be Alive, I feel like Future really dictated the sound of that project a lot more. Whereas though Drake is kind of like, hey, putting his arm around 21 and say, hey, take uh, hop on this album with me. Um, overall, I think I like 11 out of the 16 songs on the album So that's better than any Drake project <laughs> When we're talking about like percentage-wise uh, Y'all know, if you've listened to the Who My Podcast You know I've not been a fan of Drake albums uh, for a long time uh, I'll even say Scorpion But I feel like Scorpion was kind of a, uh, oversaturated With a lot of mid or a lot of forgettable songs <clears throat> I even said it when he dropped it He had a line and one of his songs where he's like a classic is just 10 of these songs. And it's like, well, if you know that, they just drop an album with 10 of those songs. But, you know, that was like a double disc. And, you know, that was neither here nor there. But this I, this album, Her Loss, I feel as though uh, it has a higher percentage. And, you know, I think it's the best one since Scorpion. But Scorpion was four years ago. You know, so that just lets you know uh, how I feel about how Drake, is, his trajectory has been In the last few years and i was having a conversation with one of my big homies uh the other day and he was asking my opinion about it like what you think about uh the project and it got me thinking like all right how can i describe it you know what i mean because it's still drake at the end of the day it's still drake drake does not make bad music drake's drake makes good songs he makes great songs he doesn't make great albums anymore and I was thinking about it like, well, how can I how can I get this point across? And I was thinking like, Drake is kind of like LeBron. Whereas though, when you talk about LeBron, you talk about his legacy was the first thing you compare him to, or the first person you compare him to. Compare him to the GOAT. Like, is LeBron better than Jordan? Or the whole conversation when talking about LeBron's legacies, is he uh, the greatest basketball player of all time? You know it's a very uh polarizing argument, a very polarizing statement, but there is an argument to be had. Uh, it isn't definitive one way or the other. I personally feel like one argument has a stronger uh, side than the other. But LeBron, we talk about his le- longevity, when you talk about all the things he's able to accomplish over his career, we talk about his prime and you know his 10 finals just every year. You just knew LeBron was gonna be in the finals. Uh, it's kind of like Drake, where you you see how long drake has been dominating how many hits uh how much you know drake has just been able to do and break through and just change the conversation when it comes to hip-hop when it comes to business when it comes to deals i think he says on one of the songs like 500 uh, m's just for aubrey like you know allegedly uh, alluding to he just signed a half a billion dollar record deal so when you talk about everything that encompasses his legacy, there is a conversation to be had. Drake might be the greatest. LeBron might be the greatest. But as you look at it from this point as it currently stands, uh, just like when you look at LeBron, LeBron will put up good numbers. He'll have good highlights and he's still exciting to watch. Right? Eternal Lakers game. LeBron will still give you a good show. It's still entertaining. But at the end of the day, LeBron isn't winning another championship. You look at his roster, you look at what's going on, you look at how it's been trending, LeBron is not going to win another championship. And just to take it back to Drake, Drake has good songs, you know, he has uh, good moments, you know, has good flows and he's able to, you know, surprise you with a song here and there, but I don't see Drake dropping another classic album. I think that he's he recognizes what he does. He's going to sell. He's going to do numbers whenever he drops. He's going to be successful. And I'll get into kind of my thoughts and my overall impression of it. But I don't see Drake dropping another classic unless something like drastic happens. uh, I really don't see it happening. But that doesn't mean this isn't a good album. Uh, but there are some things that I don't really like about it, some things I feel like take away from the project. I think that the interludes or like those like talking pieces, you know, whether it be from Birdman, whether it be this random dude talking about being in a cab from another country, from in Paris, I feel like they kind of ruined some of the best songs on the album. Uh, I think the song is uh, what is the song? Because I didn't have a say because that wasn't one of the 11 tracks that I actually liked, but Middle of the Ocean. Middle of the Ocean Drake was, you know, kind of going on to, you know, switching up beats, really just spitting, giving you bars. But then at the end, you know, you got all this talk from Birdman. It's like, all right, that's cool. If that was his own interlude, I would appreciate it. But having it at the back end of that song, having that to kind of listen to after all of that, it just, this was too much. It kind of ruined the moment for me. And then one of my favorite songs on there, Major Distribution, I love that song. I feel like it's, it goes crazy, the beat goes crazy, Uh, the flow from both artists are good and then just got this long drawn out uh outro from this guy talking about wanting to hear bars from the boy and it's like well so do I so stop talking let's get to the next song so I feel like th- those things you know just uh from a creative standpoint like come on man that, that, that could have easily made this album a lot better and then you know Drake saying purr on a track is crazy you know whether I don't know if he did it on purpose just to you know get people riled up, but Drake saying prayer on the song is it's just crazy. And then you, I'm sure you've already seen on TikTok, on YouTube, on all your social media, whatever your choice is, but uh, just the memes, hearing how zesty uh, he was on that opening track, Rich Flex, when he was uh, do your thing, twenty one, do your thing, you know what I mean? He's just real zesty, you know. Uh, and again, that. That's Drake, you know what I mean? He could do that. Drake has kind of earned that right. He's always centered himself and always targeted the female audience. And he has it on lock, has had it on lock for the last decade. But just for me personally, I'm not, I'm not going to keep going back to that song. I'm not going <laughs> to listen to that part and be like, oh, okay, I like it. You know, just like when Certified boy, he was like, oh, say so you're a lesbian. Me too. It's just like, all right, bro, come on. <laughs> what, what we doing here? But that's just my opinion again what do I know. But my favorite songs in there my top 3 would have to be Major Distribution despite that long uh outro. I think the beat, the flows on there are crazy. Uh Circle Loco. Uh again I have a weird taste in music, so I feel like the sample is kind of dope and him to flip it. I think it's uh I think what he tried to do with Too Sexy, taking kind of a classic song and from another genre and then flipping it to a more modern hip-hop sound i feel like he kind of he did a way better job on circle loco than too sexy so i like that one and then uh jumbotron shit popping i feel like that was just a good song experimental uh new flows i feel like it would have been super dope if like gunner thug was on it if they were out uh to be a part of that but it just showed you know just a different energy and it just Uh, Had a lot of energy, so to speak I I feel like where this album really kind of lost its theme Was in the middle portion Where they started to slow it down a little bit But, you know, they started to pick it up with those last two songs And I feel like it really gave life to the end of the album So those are my initial thoughts I'll give my overall impression here in a little bit But I can't go on talking about this album Without addressing the controversy that came from the album because Drake was shown, uh, and this primarily, again, from Drake's standpoint. Like I said, 21 Savage did his thing. I have nothing bad to say about 21. I feel like he really. Uh you know, kind of stepped outside his lane, stepped into Drake world. Uh, When I initially saw the the track list and I saw 3 a.m. on Glenwood, I thought, okay, here goes Drake, you know, with his typical timestamp and street. And then I saw 21 Savage name on it. I was like, okay, bet. And you can see like, it was like a Drake type beat. And 21 Savage really, you know, held his own, gave some good bars. And like I said, I don't have anything bad to say, but the presence on it and kind of the overall, what I'm taking away from it, Drake had a bigger impact. So, and I think Drake really, especially when it comes to the controversy, he really had some of the most controversial bars. And a lot of people caught stray shots on his album. Uh, some some of them were more direct, uh, and some of them were kind of implied. Now, people like Sabrina Williams' husband, Meg DeStallion, uh, Kanye West, uh, Shelly, formerly known as Drum, and then Ice Spice. Now, like I said, some were more direct, specifically when we're talking about Kanye, when we're talking about Drum, when we're talking about Serena Williams' uh, husband, while others, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> were straight shots when we're talking about wordplay, uh, when he has, had the Meg the Stallion line or the Stallion line that everybody associated with Meg. And then uh, the Ice Spice, uh, it was kind of assumed that he was talking about her, like, hey, she had 10, but I listened. To, she trying to rap, I listened to it on mute. Um, and it was a lot of it was a lot of backlash. It was a lot of responses to it, and I think the two that really responded more aggressively to it was Drum and Meg The Stallion. Uh, Meg clarifying that she took it a certain type of way, and it's just crazy how nobody is believing her that she got shot, and it's crazy that people are supporting or kind of making fun of. Even if he wasn't talking about it, like the fact that she feels though you can make a joke about. Uh, that situation. I believe the bar was uh, she lying about getting shots, but she's still a stallion, you know, and make the stallion situation still unresolved, but allegedly was shot by Tory Lanez, or at least that's what she claims. It's still up to the court of law to prove what actually happened, but Drake probably just saw like, oh, bet shots, you know, a lot of girls getting uh the shots to make them, you know, they make their booty look good or whatever. So, Boom, she's lying about the shots, but she's still a stallion, you know, playing on like Meg the Stallion, like she thick. So that's why she got the nickname. But <laughs> a lot of people, if you read between the lines, you know, lying about the shots is a kind of a crazy way to frame that bar. So Meg was definitely not happy about it, definitely wanted to speak her piece and just, you know, continue with Continuously saying like Hey When this gets figured out Or when the truth comes out Everybody that You know picked the side Make sure to stay over there Because uh, You know I can say it from my perspective Like if she really did get shot And just have somebody Spit a bar like that It's kind of crazy You know what I mean It's kind of downplaying The seriousness Potentially of the situation And then uh, When he talked about Like uh, He talked about drama And forgive me If I'm not quoting it specifically But he said something like uh, She want the uh, they tried to bring the drum my way, but they know how to. Cha- they know they didn't know I know how to cha cha slide, and that just goes all the way back to I believe 2015, where Drum released the song uh, Cha Cha, and then uh, Drake released Hotline Bling, and then Drum basically was like, "Hey, it's not just me saying it, but I feel like Hotline Bling really took Cha Cha slides. You know, the whole melody. Basically, my song got ripped off by Drake." And uh, basically explode, exposed that, you know, he actually ran up on Drake or confronted Drake about it and got hands and feet put on put on him by Drake's security. He was like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. His security did a number on the kid, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't Drake himself. So apparently there was, you know, some confrontation between drama and Drake a while ago. And I think that's why Drum is mad about it. Like, why are you still bringing that up five years, six years, seven years later? Like, why are you why are you still talking about that? So. Uh, those are the ones that kind of responded aggressively But, you know, some people just chose to take it in stride And take the high road uh, You know, uh, he called Sabrina's husband a groupie And he basically went on Twitter and was like Yeah, I'll be a groupie Like, I'll, I I want to be the great husband I want to be, you know, a supporter I want to be a great father So, you know, it is what it is I, If you consider me a groupie, I'll be the best groupie Because I love my wife type thing Ice Spice was just like, hey, at least I'm a 10th you know, taking it in stride and laughing it off. And surprisingly, even Kanye was like, hey, I know what y'all want me to do. Y'all want me to go respond, uh, but I'm not going to do that. We need to stick together. Uh, You know, Kanye has his own problems to worry about. Apparently he's on a, you know, a, a cleanse or some type of fast of, so he's not just out here saying crazy stuff. But, you know, it just, it drummed up a lot of controversy and it drummed up a lot of conversation around the album. And it's just, it's, it's cool to talk about. It's funny to see like the back and forth, but I really think it highlights something that I've kind of noticed about Drake and why I think his albums haven't really been hitting the same since I want to argue nothing was the same or I'll even give you if you're reading this, is too late. But I think primarily his album, his last classic to me has been uh, nothing was the same and I think it's a reason for that. I feel like Drake is so successful, he's not motivated. It's kind of like when... You, you know, whatever you do is going to be successful. You know, whatever you say, whatever joke you tell, people are going to laugh. Whatever attempts you put out, people are going to praise it. Whatever music you put out, you know, it's going to go platinum. You know, people are going to love it. It kind of takes away some of that hunger, some of that uh, kind of that, yeah, that hunger that you have inside you when you're on a come up to like prove yourself when it's like, no matter what I do, I know it's going to be successful. It's just hard to get motivated. And I feel like Drake has been unmotivated for a while. And I think that explains why if you think back to if you're reading this is too late, the whole controversy was he used reference tracks from Quentin Miller. And I think that kinda he was just trying to respark that uh that drive, that fire within him. It was like, all right, bet I need a new sound, I need something, I need some uh, you know, some some uh some motivation, some references. And you see, after that he went on to collaborate with Future. And you know, with the what a, time, what a time to be alive, and kind of created a new sound, and you know, really stepped into and kind of honed his own sound and within that trap world. And then when you think about all his albums, and it's kind of mixy with Drake because you know he has some that he says these are mixed. This is a mixtape. This is a a playlist. But if you think about like his. His self-proclaimed albums. Let's talk about Views, Scorpion, and uh Certified Lover Boy. I feel as though everyone, and we're not even gonna talk about honestly, never mind, because that's we're not even talking about that. But those like you know, major releases, self-proclaimed albums, they have all been dedicated as like a response album to whoever he's beefing with at the time. So it's like if you look at views, that was a response album to Meek. If you look at Scorpion, that was a response album to Pusha T. If you look at Certified Lover Boy, you know, despite the title and despite you thinking like we're about to get, you know, some some good, you know, R and B Drake, it was really a response album to Kanye. And I feel like this kind of uh this controversy with her loss and all these shots that he's sending right now, I think it's just Drake trying to light that fire within himself. Drake trying to be competitive. Drake trying to find a new thing to kind of get him motivated. So these shots have have really been a trend. You know, he's so used to taking shots at people on his, on his albums. he was like, all right, ben, let's, let's figure out how can I up the controversy. Uh, and I feel like that's a trend. And it kind of speaks to uh, Drake's wanting to be motivated because I don't think it's really, he doesn't have a motivation to be good because even his bad albums, so to speak, are going to sell a hundred, 200, 300, uh, thousand copies in the first week. So what, what really is an L when you can't lose? That's just, that's, what I think about the controversy of it all I think my overall impression of the album Is cool um, It's definitely his best album since Scorpion uh, But I don't think it has the staying power Of a lot of the, the albums dropped by his contemporaries When you think of Cole When you think of Kendrick You turn those on Like what was Cole's uh, *The Offseason*? You turn on um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers right now Like those are different It's a different level it was, it changed the conversation, it changed the landscape, and you turn, you put those on right now, you can easily jump back into that world, whereas though, this album is cool, but I feel like another big drop happens, and I'm gonna forget about it. You know, Polo G, uh, I, don't f- I forget who else is uh, slated to come out uh, here soon, but another big album drops, I'm not, I don't see myself revisiting this, uh, this album too much. But you let me know. Did you like it? Uh, Did you appreciate the album? Did you think that Drake Samper on the album was, you know, legendary? Or did you feel the same and kind of (laughs) just let you know to turn off that album? But you let me know. What you think about her loss, Drake of 21 Savage? Did you like it? Who would you rate it? Um, And... I think to end the show, I I didn't want to start the show with this because I just wanted to get the positive vibes out there, but it it wouldn't be right to end the show without addressing the, one of the biggest tragedies in hip hop here, uh, within the past few months. And it's, it's crazy to say it because it, it feels like things like this happen far too often. It feels like it's just another one. And me personally, you know, uh, some of these artists I've seen grow up. Some of these artists I've are from my city. Some of these artists have made a profound impact on my life. So when you see an artist go before their time, when you see an artist pass away, when you see an artist uh, get murdered, it really hits home. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Takeoff, one third of the Migos, was killed in Houston after he was struck by a stray bullet um, this past week. And I think it was, Yeah. The day after Halloween, so it was Halloween night going into the 1st of November, but uh, he wasn't involved in a confrontation, but he was just close enough to where an argument broke out, some uh, words were exchanged, and guns were drawn, and then he was hit multiple times uh, by straight bullets. And sadly, like many other rapper deaths, uh, the videos and pictures quickly circulated on the internet. I just remember waking up at 6 in the morning. Uh, checking the social media and I just saw the video uh, of takeoff being shot and it's like man like to start the day first thing you see in the morning Um, and it's just it's sad and it's traumatizing you know it's just you really you saw saw him die man and he's only 28 you know and I'm I'm at that point like I'm 30 so I I understand like I'm not a young man anymore uh, but it's tragic, man. Seeing people younger than me getting killed. And it's tragic for a lot of reasons. Again, he was so young, but he was just starting to get, I feel like, his spotlight, his flowers. Um, you saw that on Drink Champs. <clears throat> you saw that with this recent press run because uh you if you didn't know, you know, the Migos are kind of going through their only their own internal thing to whereas Quavo and Takeoff, they kind of form their own group. Uh and then without offset and you start to see people like really starting to give take off his flowers like hey man you really can rap like you really like i think the migo sound i think you embody it to the point where like you can add the validity of lyricism like you really say things um and it's just speaking of offset like the fact that they were going through their differences whatever it is however petty it was you would just assume, like, hey, man, they're family. You know what I mean? Like, they're legitimate family. Not, like, industry family or, like, oh, we bros. Like, no, they're legitimate family members. You would just assume that whatever they were going through, eventually they'll come back together and they'll, they'll mend it. But now that takeoff is gone, Offset will never have that opportunity to mend whatever that strife was between them. And that's, that's terrible. That's terrible because... It's a permanent consequence to a temporary decision. And we just witnessed, you know, figurehead, a star, a son, a nephew, a cousin, just a human being get killed because of pride and just disregard of human life that exists within our community and plagues our community. And it's moments like this that should just really make us take a step back and reflect on like what's important. Because Takeoff wasn't somebody that was in a way There have been some rappers who've died And you can kind of see the the writing on the wall Based on their behavior, based on their interactions Based on their beef and based on how they conducted themselves online But Takeoff wasn't one of those people, man He was quiet, he was soft-spoken, he stayed out the way Uh, He was cool, and not to say he was, you know, like He wasn't no chump But it's just he wasn't one of those rah-rah guys. Like he was just a cool dude, man. And you look at anybody responding to it, anybody that uh paid their respects. Everybody said, like, hey man, we respect him. He was soft-spoken. He just stayed out the way. Yet he was just a victim of being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And there are going to be details about the situation that we may never know. And that's how it should be. This is, although it played out on a public scale, although Takeoff is a public figure, there are some things that just the public does not need to know about, uh, just with respect to him, his family, his legacy. But as we look at these figureheads in a culture, as we see their successes, we see their losses, and unfortunately, as we start to see their deaths play out on a public stage, we can learn from these situations. And I think the biggest lesson is life is too short. Life is too short. Life is too fragile. And we see that all of this could have been prevented, you know? And again, I don't know the exact details, nor do I want to know, because again, the ultimate thing that we all learn is somebody's life was lost over something senseless, over allegedly an argument over a basketball game or an argument, period, something so petty. Um, I just don't think it was worth his life. And unfortunately, when situations like this happen, it's often the bystanders, the innocent people, the people that had nothing to do with the altercation. Those people are unfortunately the ones who end up losing their life. And I feel like we lost takeoff way too soon. And. It's about time that we kind of start to wake up and take some responsibility for. The people in our lives, the people in our culture for ourselves, and just really see the reality of situations like these. And kind of not take it for granted. And you could see everything that was lost, the potential that was lost, the you know, the families that now have a permanent kind of hole, a permanent void because he's no longer here over something so petty. So I feel like this is a lesson learned. This is a time to reflect, a time to say, rest in peace, to take off and really think about what's important in life. Really think about um, how we can be better, how you can be better, how I can be better and uh, avoid situations like this going on in the future. So again, that is my opinion That is the first episode of What Do I Know? Uh, If you want to hear more content like this, if you think I should keep going, let me know. I plan to drop these every Tuesday just to, you know, let the weekend play out to see what all is going on. But uh, if you like, I want a different day, a different time, let me know. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everybody from listening. At the end of the day, what do I know?